You're listening to Project Good Boss, the podcast with your host, Anna Shepherd. Good boss, well, you got to be a good boss. Let me hear you sing a good boss. Now come on, work hard, work hard, work hard. Oh, you got to be a good boss. Project Good Boss is a podcast dedicated to understanding the business benefits of kindness in leadership. We cover topics including, and not limited to, leadership equality, psychology, social impact, decent work and economic growth. All delivered with a little splash of good vibes. Now you got to be a good boss. Today we will be spending some time with Joe O'Brien. Joe O'Brien has been a member of ours in a leadership group here for the, the past year or so, and she's the founder and CEO of Platinum Preschool, a preschool group that serves the Randwick area and the eastern suburbs. Now, Joe's got quite a unique story, and um, as I've got to know her over the year, it's really, really, really taken me by surprise just how giving and kind this human being is. Um, she has had quite a traumatic experience over the past few years and above all else has had the resilience to come out of the other end of this and consistently be giving to her community. Not only that, but she's working hard to embed the philosophies of kindness and empathy into early years education uh, with the aim of scaling this on a major scale. So please, please, please stay tuned and listen to the story of Joe O'Brien. Welcome to Project Good Boss. We are very lucky to have one of our members and one of the best bosses I know here today joining us to give us some words of wisdom and to tell us a little bit about her journey. Hello, Joe O'Brien. Hello, Anna Shepherd. How are you? Very good. <laughs> so, Joe, yes. tell us about you. What, what kind of boss are you? What are you the boss of? I am, I don't really like to describe myself as a boss, but um, I like to work alongside my my staff. I am a childcare operator, but I'm very passionate about education and in particular early childhood education and getting all that early intervention into children and families when we can. Amazing. And so you so you run a is it preschool group? It's it's called Platinum Preschool, but we're a long daycare centre. So I had three of them and I just recently sold two of them because I wanted to take a different um, journey, have a different vision, and now I'm concentrating on developing that and expanding further. Amazing. And so what, what, what do you love to do? What are you actually passionate about? I'm really passionate about education and my business is like my fifth child. It started when um, I didn't like what was available for my own children, so I opened my own. And within... Three years, I had two centres. Within five years, I had three centres. So, um, and there's so much more that I can do. I've just got to get the right avenues to now um, move forward in that area. So, so that's a massive achievement to to be able to scale at that Thank speed you. with regards to the children's centres. And it must mean that you you're offering some kind of unique position uh, or you know unique approach. And one of the things that we were most drawn to at Bambuja Group when we started connecting with you was the Be Kind slogan yes. that you have. Yep. As you know, our, our, our whole concept yep. is about working hard and working kind. And the embedding of kindness in, in early years and children is just such an important part of creating amazing mm-hmm. future leaders. So where did that come from? What was the, how did you start ar- around that whole agenda? Um, 
Well, one, I do love Ellen DeGeneres, and she says at the end of every show, be kind. And I think it just stuck in my head, and I'm very, I'm a very visual person, and I just thought if we can be kind, we can be anything, and I think it's quite an attractive personality trait for people to have. Um, and I think kindness, so much can stem from kindness, and people can learn so much from people who are kind and from being kind themselves. So Jo's even got a number plate on the car that says be kind. She's that yes. passionate about spreading the message. Lots of people let me in in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> has its benefits. Yep. Has its benefits. Yeah. So your leadership style, has it changed over the years? Which is It say? has. It has. I was originally a primary teacher and there was just something inside me that always wanted to do more and go above and beyond. And I think luck is a very tricky word to use when it comes to business because you don't achieve things by luck. I think you achieve things by really hard work and, and re-navigating things when you come up against challenges. But for me, I had an amazing principal that I worked for and I had an amazing mum and dad as well that probably some of the values I have that I've embedded into my business come from that that area, that the values life. that you yep. you would have experienced. So yeah. So would you say having worked for leaders that that have treated you well was what kind of set you in good stead to to become a good leader yourself? Yes, and leaders that give you that autonomy and that trust. If I go up and say, "Oh, can I do a musical?" She'd say yes because she knew that I do an amazing musical, and I did. Um, and just from that. Even when I wanted to open Platinum, my dad, he was the biggest advocate. He said, yeah, go for it. It'll be amazing. It'll be incredible. But I think also um, the success of Platinum comes from aligning yourself with your purpose as well. So I can't go and promote this wonderful product and be kind unless I am myself. So I'm a big believer in marrying those two together. So so, so we'll come on to purpose in a second because we're finding that's a really, really common trait among leaders that do do use the businesses as a, as a purpose for good. But was there was there any life event or was there anything that happened which actually made you make this significant shift that you would be happy yeah. to share? Did, yeah, did that something ever occur that shifted you to go right? Do you know what? I'm not going to talk about this anymore. This is something I'm absolutely putting into action. 100%. I um, Two years ago, I think within the span of eight months, I lost my dad suddenly and I realised the importance of grief and how it can actually change people um, for better or for worse. Um, also, just a few months after that, um, in my grief, I found that my business partner at the time wanted to separate and then my husband left. So it was all a big eight months. But in that eight months, I was seeing therapists because I do have a son with special needs, but in that eight months, it was like I, I compare it to um, um, uh, when you do the flower. What's the thing, the uh, sieve? Oh, yeah. So all the people that were horrible and mean and nasty and um, didn't treat me with kindness, they just fell out of it. And what I was left with was just a handful of beautiful people, which then I then attracted even more beautiful people because now I've looked at that experience and thought I'm going to use my business now for good. I don't need the 
you know, thousands and thousands of dollars of profit, I can put that into something else that's better. And um, I actually 100% mean it in every single way that I want to use my business for good. That is just such um, a touching story, Joe. And thank you so much for sharing that. And what what a resilient um, couple of years you've had, um, and still coming out the other end of that, and still on that journey, and and pushing, pushing, pushing to actually make sustainable change for other people is just so inspiring. So thank you for sharing That's that because okay. it's never easy. But we are we are looking at that correlation between. You know, um, there's a shift that's happening. There's a shift that's happening across consumers. There's a shift that's Mm -hmm. happening across, you know, everybody that's in a position to actually influence other people. And those that have experienced something themselves are more inclined from what we're noticing to actually want to make sure other people are well looked after. Um, So can you give me any examples of where you have been deliberately creating campaigns and projects through your business which I'm sure you've got plenty of because you do tons in every oh, direction. That's that is just so many. Also making your business successful as a result. Mm. And it was hard when all that happened because I was the centre of it and I, and I was questioned, well, you're the centre of everything that's happened so you must be doing something wrong. And that was one of the hardest things I had to realise. Um, but when I looked at everyone around me, I started to push myself more and... I, in some cases, I had to make myself join groups because I found myself very, very alone. Um, And I joined lots of different groups. I've met so many different people. And now I can, I sponsor the Coogee Family Fun Day, the Taste of Coogee Festival. Um, And now that I am on my own and don't have a business partner, I can do whatever I want with my money. So if I want to sponsor an event, it's up to me. I don't have to ask anyone else. And that's actually is what I like to call business freedom, not so much being able to work out of the office but being able to make those conscious choices for better um, and not being questioned. I, I, lo- I, lo- I just love it. I love it. And, and uh, so, so just to give you some background on myself and Jo, uh, we originally met when I was at Ronald McDonald House Charities um, down in Randwick at Children's Hospital. I was watching you dance. Oh, <laughs> and they come and do all sorts of little filming and bits and bobs with us and um you know to, to keep the kids entertained and to tell the story but one of one of the amazing things you did down there is with the families um that were that you know might have come from out in rural areas and they, they get completely shook up and shocked and they find out you know that one day that their child is terminally ill and suddenly get you know airlifted to sydney children's hospital and they don't even have enough time to pack their clothes and, uh, and maybe downstate in Ronald McDonald House for months and months and even years on end, you've been offering childcare, is that right? For free. Yeah. For free to those families. Mm-hmm. And is that is that for the siblings, is it? That- it's for the siblings. It's also for the children who are staying there depending on their doctor and things like that. But I just thought I had experienced a personal situation the same and I used to take the sibling out. And I thought, well, I can do it. I can either make extra money by selling an extra casual day or I can let the parents know that if their child's away sick that day, we donate it to a spot for the Ronald McDonald House. So, Wow. And your team come in as well and, and you do yes. it. So how does that work with your team and how you engage your team through that process? I think it comes into recruiting and employing the right type of people. You have to have people who are aligned with your business and respect you enough to know that you're making the right decisions. 
So you even got your teams to come and cook meals for yes. the staff, uh, for the for yeah. the families at the house and stuff like that. So that was a, a brilliant way to engage your staff yeah. through that cause and such a great alignment to what you do is, is yes. you know, you look after families and you empower children and, and having that alignment. So, you know, one of the things that we find is really interesting is when the businesses have got a really clear sense of what the purpose is and the leader of that business has got a clear sense of purpose. Yes. So I'm going to ask you the, <laughs> the money shot now. Yes. What's your purpose, dear? Well, my purpose is to educate not just only children but parents. Um, I find that when I'm at my most vulnerable, if I'm at a hospital with a, one of my kids that's sick, I rely on those professionals to help me. So when I have all these parents that come in from all different walks of life, it's up to me to help educate them. So my, my purpose is to be here for everybody else and to use what education I've got and also my own professional development to help these kids and these families. You know, I've got the future in the palm of my hand. I've got these little kids whose brains are so open and like a sponge and ready to absorb that I can either give them a regular day or an extraordinary day where now they're the ones who are coming up with ideas on what we could do to help other people. So Amazing. And we don't want to sound too Whitney Houston about it, but we totally we, do yes, believe the children are the they future. They are the future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. When you think about it, when we're 80, they're going to be looking after us. That's right. So we have to make sure we bring up the good quality in them. And how important is it in, in from your experience as an early, early years educator and a, and a teacher embedding that sense of purpose into children from a young age. Oh, it's so, it's so important to me. That's why we created a um, values education program. It is based around the Catholic, um, the gospel values, but when I pulled them apart and had a look at them, they're quite um, the values that everybody uses every day. Mm. And I think that if we can instill a values education into these children, they learn these qualities really early on in life. So it's... Um, it's also, it, it comes from, from lessons that we teach them, but it also comes from actions that we show them mm. as well. And, and, you know, like the Catholic faith, like a lot of other faiths, have, are founded in a really strong set of values and yeah. principles that people live by. And, you know, there's, there's, there's maybe for a conversation for another day, the correlation between the search for purpose and faith and, you know, those that don't have as much faith as maybe they did back in the day and for whatever reason are searching for other pieces of purpose. But we'll definitely come on yes. to that very intense okay. topic another day. Um, so with regards to you as a, as a leader, do, do you see spirituality and, you know, uh, how you embed that kind of spirituality? What tools do you use to remain conscious and balanced as a leader? Is it something you actually think about? Are you still on the journey? Like, yes, I am. I was brought up Catholic. I don't. I can't honestly sit here and say I go to church every week. Um, but what I've done, I've, I've had a little shift. Um, and what we do at Platinum, we do a lot of mindfulness with the children. They meditate twice a day. Um, and it's interesting to see 70 children sitting there in silence for three minutes, but um, it does happen. And myself, I, um, I I look after my own mental health. I have a therapist that I go and see just to make sure I'm on the right track, even when I don't need any advice. But I also do a lot of running and exercise and gratitude and mindfulness myself. Most of it's in the ocean in some so, and what benefits does that give you, you know, having this this kind of mindfulness in the, you know, yourself and in the school and 
what what the outcomes of that like can you see the yeah. direct outcomes what does it look like you become more um calm I find that my I've now changed a lot of the way that I respond to situations I do a practical response more than an emotional response um I have more responsibility now than I've ever had before um also I find with the children they become more aware of their surroundings and about other people as well it's so beautiful to watch oh, wow. it's gorgeous powerful. Yeah, and also just bliss, that three minutes of silence where the kids are uh, actually quiet. Um, And, you know, with regards to pressures and challenges, because as a leader, there's a lot of pressures that comes with that. And you, you know, you really have to be strong in yourself and focused on that guiding light, which is your purpose. And then how do you get there, which is how you apply those values. You know, how do you deal with pressures and challenges? Um, And... To keep your business conscious, how do you make your decisions, you know, to, to help you move forward in a way which is ethical and in line with, with your values? I think educating yourself first before you speak. Um, <clears throat> a lot of the change I want to make does regard policy, government policy change, which is really, really hard to do. Um, but I have found recently in the past two years, I, will, I don't take no for an answer. So I look at the word no and I think, okay, so that's just telling me now that I've got to re-navigate the way that I get to where I need to go. So I have to be really confident in myself that I am making the right decisions and I just surround myself now with people who believe in me and who think, you know what, yeah, that's right, we trust Joe to make the right decision because I am a bit of a visionary when it comes to my business and can be a bit flipping it out there and extravagant, but essentially I know where I want to go. I just need to make sure that I'm surrounded by the people that support me in that. Absolutely. And can you give me like, have you got any examples of where you've had to be really, really um, strong in your conviction as a leader on your own journey? Um, is there any is there any examples that you can think of? I guess just my personal one with my son, trying to get him into a mainstream school. Um, other than that, with early childhood, you've got all your government regulations and we need to tick every box. But how creative we are to tick that box is always a challenge because I have a different curriculum that I like to teach at the preschool, so I have to be very creative that I teach that curriculum because that's what parents want Mm -hmm. and it's the way society's moving but it's very um, structured in other ways that might not align with what I want to do. Okay. Wow, so you, yeah, absolutely. So be very creative. Yeah, creative and focused. And and so we're going to wrap up relatively soon, but we always ask our leaders to, you know, give us some of the top two or three qualities that you think you have. And this is a difficult one, especially for very humble people. But if if you could give us top two or three qualities that you have as a leader that you think other leaders who are listening now can learn, what would they be? Um... I think giving is one of my strong qualities Um, and I also think that I'm very um, determined, very determined. Some people like to call it stubborn. Mm. I don't like to call it stubborn. It's very determined. If I want something and I can see that it does have a greater good, I'll just go for it in a very gentle way. Amazing. Very gentle. Yes, which is also quite important. (laughs) And is there anything um, that you still feel like you're working on? Yes, Big time. I one of the biggest things that I need to work on is to actually be able to feel comfortable in receiving other people's kindness. I'm not good at that. Wow, interesting. At all. Not good at it. Yeah. 
Okay, so so and the the recipient being the recipient of kindness, um, what does that mean for you? It means that if someone did something for me for no reason, which I do for people all the time, I would think, oh, why are you doing that for me? I don't deserve Stranger that. Danger. I know. <laughs> it's just it's just something that I feel. But I'm working on it. I'm working on. That's a nice top. Oh, thank you. I got it. You just need to learn to say thank you and move on. Yeah. Well, Joe's response is, "That's a nice top. Have it. Take it. Keep <laughs> it. Then there you go. You can have it if you want. Or I'll go and buy them the same top and just leave it on their desk. I actually, do things like that. Well, and that's, that's the balance, isn't it, between working hard and working kind? Because you know, if you could, if too much kindness, you know, I don't believe there's any such thing as too much kindness. But mm-hmm. kindness in the right ways, in the right places, in a way which keeps the equilibrium. Yes. Um, is is really important. Well, I think that's pretty much us for today. But thank you for sharing Thanks, your Emma. journey and thank you for being so honest. Thank and um, I'm sure there's lots of leaders out there that are really going to learn. And I'd really like to check in again with you in a year's time and see what the next entrepreneurial sure. or some adventure is that you're on. Oh, I've got quite a few. Yeah, in the, in the pipeline. In the pipeline. Um, and yeah, have you got any final words for anybody today? Um, no, no final words. Just um, be true to yourself and just keep going at what you're doing and believe in yourself. Thank you so much, Jo. That's okay. Take care. Be kind. And be kind. Thank you for listening to this episode of Project Good Boss. Bambuda Group is a social enterprise providing leadership coaching for corporate leaders, business owners, and operators. We believe in a future where every leader is committed to creating a sustainable world of equality and opportunity for everyone. If you are a game-changing leader and you have an amazing story of how your business is making the world a kinder and a better place, we would love to hear from you. Visit bambudagroup.com or slide up into our DMs. And finally, you should know, for every paid member we have in our network, We provide scholarships to reduce inequalities in leadership and business. Thank you to Sonic Union for editing this episode, Lou Roberts for writing and performing Project Good Boss and design by Flair Creative. Thank you for being kind today. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again next time.